This message was brought to you by Christian Service. to the Fancy Files podcast. I am your host, Greg the Scott. Uh, and today, oh, we have an incredibly exciting podcast with my co-host of panelists. First, I have to introduce to you is my man, the mix star, Mickey. Howdy. Thanks for having me on again. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing well. Highly caffeinated and having a great time. Is there ever a point in time that you're not highly caffeinated? Yeah, between 2 and 4 in the morning. How does that go for you? Oh, you're sleeping, right? I'm sleeping. That's <laughs> the only time. It's when the IV stops and then it kicks back up again at 4. Interesting. 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 Thank you very much. If you guys could see the look on this man and the shirt he's wearing, it says stay positive. But there's a guy getting eaten by a shark, so... I mean, if you can stay positive through that, you can stay positive through anything. Thank you, Mick. It's my mantra. Thank you for reminding me that I need to stay positive. Very good. You're welcome. Also, I have with me today is, I call him the Verb Man, Ezrasaurus Rex. Rexy, how are you? I'm uh, doing pretty well. Yourself? Thank you for asking. I am also well. That's good. Thank you. I'm glad. Ezra is he's the only Robiard here of the uh, Tag Team Champions. Uh, hopefully one day there will be uh, challengers to that. Maybe a cage match. Everyone's like, what? Don't worry about it. And also I have with me today, we have uh, Melody. She's joining us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if like you were going around the table and everyone asks how I'm doing, and then like for one person, I'm like, terrible. <laughs> I start like venting. There's just one person you can be honest with. Who? Oh, you know it. Thank you, Mickey. You're welcome. You look in that man's eyes and all your problems go away. Everyone's like, that's weird. No, you, seriously, go to Tim Hortons with him when that's allowed. Uh, sit down <laughs> across from him and you can just stare in his eyes and get lost. It's incredible. How does that feel? Feels good. It's the Bermuda Triangle of Eyes. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. All right. Uh, so before I end up just ranting and raving, uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to continue with what we did the last time that we did this podcast, which two weeks ago. Um, we are going through a brand new series, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. And we're talking about, at least for now, our identity in Jesus Christ. I'm going to get Mick uh, to read those passages to us, and then we will continue our chat. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Thank you, Mickey. That's good. You're welcome. Wow. I did a good impression of you. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, so, in case you weren't listening earlier, and I can't remember if I said it, this is the Fancy File Podcast. Yay, everyone likes the Fancy File Podcast, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Christian Service Ministry, we believe very much in the authority of Scripture. Which should be what every single Christian believes in. That it is our source for doctrine, uh, how to live for God, how to live our lives. We go to the Bible. We believe that the Bible is the and the only word of God on this planet. I'll say that again. We believe... That the Bible is the only word of God on this planet. That everything else that claims to be the word of God is not. That any religious system that comes out and says they are the authority of God and speaking on behalf of God are liars. Ooh. Wow, that's heavy. This should not be a shock to born-again Christians. If this shocks you, I don't know, man. We're going to have to have a rap session in love, of course. Um, now, why do I say that? Well, because I'm mean, obviously we need to hear about it. And also, we, we want to we want everyone to know what we believe. So you don't come into this thing shocked like they believe the Bible is the word of God. What? No, that's not going to happen unless you like skip through the beginning of the podcast. Don't do that. Listen to the whole podcast. You won't regret it. Well, we believe that God has given his word to us and that in his word, he tells us how we should live and conduct ourselves. Uh, not because God is a control freak, like some people may say, because he deeply cares about us. He loves us and that his ways are best. 100% best. Our ways not so much. And God knows that we're going to struggle with things. Even the best of us, the godly man and woman, will have their battles. And it's not, you know, the typical battles that everyone, you know, like Christians are always, or some Christians are, oh, we struggle with this. You can be, you can get to the place where you're, you're victorious you're walking in freedom, and you're still going to have battles. And one of the areas that Christians struggle with is identity. And we started talking about that last week. And I want to get back into that uh, again. You know, it's important, not only, like obviously it's important how we think, but it's important to know what God says about us. Because there's so many different opinions out there, and there's so much grabbing for our attention that if we're not careful we are going to allow that to influence us on how, what we believe about ourselves, what we think God believes about us. Last week we were talking about, or two weeks ago, we ended off with like social media and Christians' struggles with social media and how, now I don't know necessarily if the older generation struggles so much about it. I'm not going to say they don't, but I think probably for the most part it is the younger generation because we, for the most part, will have our cell phones and... We know how they work. 
<laughs> wow. Wow, that's not all everyone. I, I do know some older people who have cell phones. I'm sorry. I love you, all the older people in my life. I'm glad you did that. Aww. Forgive Ezra. You're commanded to. Um, <laughs> for young people, though, a lot of them are not reading their Bibles. And so, and again, it's not everybody. So one, they don't know what God says about themselves. And then social media is constantly in our face. And a lot of Christians will go to Christian influencers online. And then they will, and there may be very good Christian influencers online who are speaking truth, speaking uh, what the Bible says. They're uplifting Jesus Christ. They're speaking out against error. And they may even be talking about identity. But if your source of that is coming from someone else, even if it's true, it's still secondhand. And you go, well, wait a second, Greg. We're supposed to have teachers in our lives, 100%. But you're also accountable to God. You are also supposed to have a relationship with God. Your relationship with God doesn't go through your pastor, Mm -hmm. doesn't go through your Bible study teacher doesn't go through a, you know an online pastor. It doesn't even go through your friends. Your relationship with God has to be between you and Jesus Christ. That you are also putting the work in. Paul commanded us, be Bereans. He talked about the Berean church. When he went and preached to them, they went to the scriptures. They sought it themselves. Wanted to make sure what he was saying was correct. And there has to be this way about identity. Because if you're going in the Bible and you're reading it yourself, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to take the word and speak it into your heart, to to solidify it. And then you pray over that scripture. If you're looking at a a social media influencer, you're only getting what they're saying, even if it's good, but you're only there as long as they're speaking. So if it's like a seven or eight minute video, that's it. That's all the time you've given to hear this topic. And then you depending on who it is, because I, I don't know all the social, obviously, see all the social media influencers. But you're potentially looking at them. And for the most part, very beautiful people. That's not wrong. I want to say that right now. It's not wrong. But you start comparing yourself to them. You start comparing yourself to them. Oh, but I don't look as good as them. You know what? You actually might look as good as them or better. But how many people are like honestly think they look like the most amazing person on the planet? Please. The social media influencers wish they looked as good as me. I knew I knew Rexy was going to say that. <laughs> you better park it there, boy. Um, so, no, unless you're like narcissistic, you know, or, or Rexy. Uh, I said, or I separated it. They didn't call them narcissistic. Okay. Um, You're always, we're always going to think we look a lot worse than we do. Okay. And you'll, you'll like guys deal with this. Girls deal with this. Like, and and girls will say, I don't look that good. And when someone's like, no, you're beautiful. Don't say that to me. (laughs) You can never win. No, you're never going to (laughs) win. It's like, well, what am I supposed? It's a trap. What am I supposed to do in this situation? <laughs> it's a trap. They're, they're there. Yeah, but then if you don't say anything, then in their in their mind, it's like, oh, he must agree. No, he you must just say you're right, and then you leave. That is the worst thing you can just do. Drop but, it and then go. 
And <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting Mick's uh, inside scoop here. This is how he handles situations. Um, okay. So Christians are comparing themselves. And so then their identity is like that person could be saying something incredible and true. And then it ends up happening that the only thing that person takes away is how attractive that person was. And then they forget all about what was said. And then they end up, they didn't hear it. And then they walk away feeling even worse because it's all based on what they see. I think social media fast uh, sometimes might be a good idea. You know, um, stay away from some of the sites or be careful where you look. Okay. Now, actually, I want to start off with a question. Or actually, I want to read the passage here first. Uh, because we're, we're, so we're in Colossians 3. Uh, verse 1, it says, and I'm reading from the King James Version, people. So hold on to your hats. If it's good enough for the apostles, it's good enough for thee. Right? <laughs> Thank you. If ye then be risen with Christ. First thing, dear Christian, you are risen with Jesus Christ. Amen. What does that mean? What does that mean to be risen with Christ? To me, um, I think those verses that you read really um, clearly express that, that we have died and our life is hidden with Christ and God. And so we, it means that we have put to death our earthly desires. And so he gives us new desires and um, we, we walk in this this new identity that we have and we slowly but surely become better people and we don't desire and want the things that we used to want um and i also think like i won't read it now but if i've talked about this last time if anyone wants to read ephesians 4 17 to 32 um it talks about putting on the new self and it's it talks about the new life in christ um, but I find that Ephesians and Colossians are very similar. So they kind of go hand in hand. If you have time to read that at home, um, it really talks about our, our identity and it talks about putting away the deeds of the flesh and putting away all the things that we used to do before we were Christians and to walk in the new life in Christ. Amen. Amen. Does anyone else have any thoughts on that, what it means to be risen in Christ? Oh, I thought the question was, what it means to be dead. Oh, well, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 1, right, says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, which means that there's nothing that we can do. And so it means that Christ has done the work and began the work in us. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I concur. Um, until we are regenerated by Christ and his Holy Spirit, uh, we are effectively dead. Uh, our spirit man is dead. We're dead in our sins. So to be risen with Christ means that when we uh, are regenerated by Christ and the Holy Spirit, um, our spirit man is resurrected so that we can have that uh, relationship to God, right? Because Jesus said, uh, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit mm -hmm. and in truth. And so if your spirit is dead, how are you supposed to worship in spirit? 
It's good. Yeah. So, I would assume that everyone who's listening, if you're you're a Christian, you under you know the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you don't, well, that's a bit of an issue because that's the a core doctrine. And actually, to get into the faith, you have to believe that God raised Christ from the dead. Now, Jesus is risen from the dead. He died on the cross, defeated sin. Uh, now he he is in a, he has his resurrected body. He will die no more. When we become saved, when we become born again, our position is then also placed in Christ. You read this in Romans chapter six, mm-hmm. how we've we've died with Christ, we've been buried with Christ, and we have been resurrected with Christ. That is our position. If you are in faith, and someone mentioned here about like it's like well, I guess a new beginning. Absolutely. You have a new beginning. You are starting fresh. The Bible talks about how we're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Brand new start. And here's the beautiful thing. Even within Christianity, because you go, well, but I still fail. Yeah. And the Bible has an answer for that too. Confess your sins. Repent. Repent of your sins. Put the sins under the blood of the Lamb. Okay, great is thy faithfulness. Okay, morning, new mercies every morning, the, the song talks about. That means every day you can start fresh. Every day is a new beginning. Man, every hour can be a new beginning. Every minute can be a new beginning. So that means we don't have to hold on to all the past failures. We don't have to hold on to all those things that are like, if you want to say negative or whatnot, that, that hold us down. This is our identity now. Our identity is positioned with Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, we talked about on our last podcast about why Christians struggle with identity and we, we went into it. And obviously, and I want to say this, we're not experts on this. So don't think that just because we're having a conversation that in every single answer we gave, those are the only answers. And I noticed some people will do that. Like you'll give an answer to one part of the problem and then someone is right there. I'm not saying anyone at this this discussion did it but you might have had these conversations and bible studies in the past or just a one-on-one talk with somebody you're not even done making your point and someone shuts you down that's not the only reason i never said that was the only reason so we're not saying that those were the only reasons there are myriads and myriads of problems and, and reasons why christians struggle with their identity and we were talking about some of them with lack of scripture knowledge uh social media problems Okay, now, this is what I kind of want to go in a bit today. Because, okay, we know Christians struggle with identity. But what do we do about it? And so, like, I don't know if anyone wants to be open today. And I know, Melanie, you kind of were last time. So my question to the group is this. Your struggles with identity. If you overcame it, or you had moments where you overcame it, how did you do that? If you're still struggling with it, like you really never really got, you never got victory, what are you putting into place to overcome that? What do you see in scripture that helps you or is motivating you to go to the place where you know you'll get victory? Because I want to make it very clear. Because we're risen in Christ and Christ is victorious, that means 
part of our identity, our position in Christ is that we will be victorious. Not that we might be victorious, but we will be victorious. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are like, well, how can that be? Because I struggle all the time. I know that the Holy Spirit is going to go to work uh, to sanctify us and to bring uh, victory uh, in our lives. And sometimes that takes a bit longer than we'd like. Uh, but that's where we need to be patient and just allow God to do his work. Because if not, we're just going to keep believing the lies. Uh, and, and one of those lies is going to be you're never going to get victory. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. You guys can answer that question. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Mick. So I've struggled with identity for the early year or two from my... Um, of my walk I, I was saved when I was around 16 and so identity was still a big part of my life right as a teenager you're trying to define who you are and up until that point I had made choices that had uh, inadvertently defined who I was you know how how people perceive you how uh, how you do certain things and just your overall schedule and how you handle things and what what the factor that really changed everything, I, I remember, um, I like to bring reading material when I go to the bathroom. It's just the best way to do it. It's like, might as well take that time and use it. And so I had my Bible and I stumbled upon, I just opened it kind of um, anywhere trying to read anything. And I stumbled upon Galatians 2.20 that said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And when I read that, I hadn't heard it in church because I didn't attend, mm-hmm. right? I was a, I was a part of youth group mm-hmm. and that was it. And I think we were like doing a book series or something. Right. And so the entire council was not being preached. Mm-hmm. Not that it's on the leader. Like there's Sunday morning and there's, you know, just youth hangout. But um, I remember reading that for the first time there and just kind of like weeping, mm. which is like a terrible place to weep because there's like no one that could be like comforting you because that would be weird because there'd be a second person there with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, that changed everything for me when I, mm. I read that and was able to apply it to my life. It, it just came alive. Who would like to go next? Okay. So, first of all, I would like to say that in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, If Christ didn't raise from the dead, you are still in your sins and your faith is in vain. So we know that Christ resurrected from the dead, and so we know that we are free from sin, that we are no longer in in bondage even though we do sin every day we acknowledge that but god doesn't see us as a sinner anymore so that is great 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 news so you asked about like well maybe i'll talk about my personal journey on this and then i'll talk about how i overcome it but um i struggle a lot with um putting my identity in my appearance and i Hmm, this is very vulnerable, but when you're in high school, or when I was in high school, um, I used to seek a lot of attention from guys, and um, 
I would notice that it would work. And so I would, um, I was like addicted to the attention I was getting. And so I thought that that's who I was, that my identity was in my appearance and how I portrayed myself and what I looked and in the approval of others and um, in the fact that I had a lot of guys texting me or talking to me and stuff like that. So lately God has been doing a work in me and he's been showing me that um, I don't need that, that he is the one who's going to satisfy me and that if I look to other places, I won't be satisfied and I'll have this void in me until I turn to him. And um, often I think also that as girls, but also like we were saying earlier with, um, well, not in the previous podcast, um, that we can put our identity and our status in, in being um, like hoping for marriage and hoping to be in a relationship and we think that that's going to satisfy us. But I actually saw a video the other day and it was pretty much like life-changing um, and it was basically this girl, uh, she was talking, she's like an influencer on YouTube and she was talking about, uh, she had just announced that she was in a relationship and she had been single for the longest time. And so she had gotten a question from like a fan or a follower and, um, the fan said like, how did it feel now that God fulfilled the desire of your heart? And then she's like, it doesn't satisfy it doesn't satisfy and she gave an example there was one of her friends who was married she attended a wedding and um as the people were exchanging vows like as the couple were exchanging vows she was like oh i wish someone pursued me like that but then she remembered that she was being pursued and that she was married so even when you're married you can still feel that void in you because your spouse can't fill that hole and you can put all this pressure on your spouse, but he or she can never take, can never feel that, like, that God-shaped hole in your heart. And even the girl that was, like, in the video, um, or, like, making the video, she was saying, like, that she was in university and she still wanted to be pursued by guys, but she herself was in a relationship. So it's, like, really messed up. We have this, this desire and we're like we're not going to God, we're turning to other things and we're looking at other things to satisfy us. And so that's something that I really wanted to bring up because that's what happens when we don't put our identity in Christ and it's really bad. Um, but yeah, I think we have to pray fervently. We have to, um, <sighs> it's really hard cause it's a journey that I'm on. Um, but I, I think one of the things that brings me comfort is the gospel and remembering that Jesus has saved me and that he's continuing to save me and he's sanctifying me and he promised that he would do a good work in me. And even though I don't see it now, he's going he's gonna to accomplish something in me and um, the good work that he began in me, he's going to finish and bring it to completion. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the other day, I was having a conversation with someone, and 
they were very, very upset because they felt, oh man, I hadn't accomplished what I want to accomplish in life yet. You know, I'm, you know, so old and, you know, I feel like I'm just not getting where I need to be or where I want to be. And I just kind of looked at them and like, okay, but why? Why, why does that bother you so much? Well, because it's my life's purpose. Who told you that? Who told you that was your life's purpose? Uh, they had no answer. Because they didn't get it from God. Your life's purpose is found in God, in Jesus. That's where your identity should be. Not in your life's dreams. Not in your ambitions. Your identity and your hope and your joy should be found in Christ. And... You know, if you're not seeking after him, if you're not in prayer uh, fervently and praying over those things where you feel you lack, you're just going to feel that void. And you're going to be trying to fill that void with things that are not of God. And it's, it's going to wreck you. It's going to take you <laughs> lower and lower, uh, especially because when we feel that our identity is not where we want it to be or where it should be, that's usually where all our attention goes. And if your attention is not on Christ or not on the things of God, especially as a Christian, uh, it's just going to pull you down. It's not going to help you. You'll be stumbling over this for a while. Yeah. Now, people listening to this, they may think, well, why... Is this a problem to begin with? Like, what what does it matter? Well, here's the thing. We were created by God, and we were created for God. Mm -hmm. We're not going to find satisfaction, mm -hmm. true satisfaction. I want to correct myself on that. Because there will be things that we can do in life that will bring pleasure, not necessarily sinful pleasure. Like, people do find pleasure and enjoyment in work. And in having a purpose, like God created us for that. But that in of itself is not the main reason we were created. The main reason we were created is to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To have a relationship with God Almighty. And if we're not doing that, so first for the person who doesn't even know God, they're not being filled by God, they're going to find something to fill themselves up with. And in the Old Testament time, I remember that, I, and it might have been Jeremiah. If it's not, forgive me, and you guys who's listening can put the verses down and correct us. But one of the prophets called out to Israel and said, you know, you're seeking to drink water, but not water I've given you. It's basically empty, in the King James, they're called cisterns or empty, uh, I don't say, empty wells. Empty wells, but they're broken. They hold no water. And that's, that's where the world's at. People who don't know God. And you will get people who will pursue after sinful things, like things that even people in the world would say would be sinful, and then they end up getting into addictions, trying to fill that, that void. But you can even be, uh, by outward standards, by worldly standards, a, a morally good person, a law-abiding citizen, and you can still be seeking things and looking to be filled with things like entertainment, work, other people, 
on and on and on. Now, for the Christian who has then found Jesus Christ, well, really, Jesus Christ found us, but, you know, we use those terms to explain it. We still need to go to work in our own lives in developing that relationship with God and our reason for being created. But just because we're saved, we're still in this fallen body. We haven't received our resurrections bodies yet. And we're still in the fallen world. So there will still be things that are going to pull at us. And yes, and now we understand, okay, I understand who I am in Christ. I'm risen in Christ. And that my... Um, that need to receive approval, which really only comes from God because he created us. He's created us to give us the approval. We need it from him. If we're not going to him, we're going to go somewhere else. And so this is why, especially when you talk about relationships, this is why so many people get caught up in that is because, well, you want to find approval. You want to find, you need it. You desire it. You're craving it. It's a cry that God put there which is really only he can fill. Well, if you're not allowing yourself or putting yourself in a position to receive it from God, you're going to go anywhere. Mm. And again, some of those things in and of themselves are not wrong. Relationships are not wrong. God honoring relationships. Marriage, not evil, obviously. Beware people who say they're wrong. Actually, one of the, I think Jesus said it, uh, that one of the signs of the end times or approaching the end times is people who are forbidding to get to be married and get into marriage. So be careful. People are like, don't get married. Why? You're going against what the word of God says. Jesus even said it. But if you're looking to that for your satisfaction, and maybe at first with the excitement and the joy that comes with those things, you know, you'll be like, oh, I'm so fulfilled. I finally found my reason for being it won't be long. It's a trap. It won't be long before you realize, uh-oh, so-and-so isn't really doing that. It wasn't as I thought it would be. So-and-so has problems. So-and-so isn't, is you know, is having a bad day and they're not lifting me up. <laughs> you know? Because when, well, when you have friendships, you know, you're not, unless you're hanging out with them all the time, uh, there's going to be times you're not going to see them. So when they're at their worst... You're not there to see them at their worst. When you're married, you're going to see them at your worst. Okay. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's very ugly. Welcome to humanity. So that's why you can't look to these things. Only God Almighty can satisfy you. Only God Almighty can tell you who you are. And only He can give you that which you seek because you were created by him for that. Not only for that, but that's one of the things he meant that we would be filled by him. So if you're not allowing that, you're going to, you're going to be in for a world of trouble. Now, continuing with the verse, because then it's like, well, how, you know, how do I get victory? Look what it says in verse one. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Mm. Seek those things. You need to ask yourself, what are you seeking? Mm. Where's your focus? Where's your attention? Where's it going? 
even if it's in good things, if you are seeking things that are that you were not meant to seek, you have set yourself up for trouble. If you are seeking things um, that is not, as Jesus says, seek ye after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, it's not going to happen. Those things will not be added unto you. You set yourself up for incredible disappointment, failure, and pain. So, oh, I want to want to get into it, but we're we're getting low on time. Um, okay, a few things about our our position, our identity. One, it is one and the same. Our position, that is our identity. Our position in Jesus Christ and what He says about us. That is who we are. We're, and just in this passage alone, one, we're risen with Christ. Second, we're seated at the right hand of God. Mm. Now, if you can meditate on that, because I'm not going to, or this panel here is going to tell you enough information that is, we're not going to exhaust this passage. You can meditate on this for the rest of your life. And sometimes we still feel like we won't even scratch the surface. But think about, Jesus, okay, we talked about him being risen from the dead. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. This is speaking that he's victorious. He defeated Satan. Not only that, but now by sitting, if you think of Jesus Christ, because he is a high priest. A high priest in the Old Testament times did not sit because the work was never finished. But because he's sitting now, the work is complete. It's rest. Our position and our identity in Christ as being risen and seated next to the Father not only speaks of the privileged position that we have, that we're close to God and have that intimacy with God, but that we ourselves are victorious and we have rest. Not only rest from all the toil and the workings for, to try to, to get peace with God, but rest from all this failure because we're victorious. Oh, I don't feel victorious. It doesn't matter what you feel. It's what's true. It's what scripture says. Amen. Okay, I think there was a quote that's been attributed to Mick. Mick gets quoted a lot for things he doesn't say. Uh, now, to be fair, for this one, this one was my fault because I actually misquoted you on that because you said your will is garbage. But here's the thing. Let's make it official. I will say it now and forever. Say it. Your feelings are garbage. <laughs> I didn't say it then, but I'm saying it now. And I don't even think I even said that's what you said, but okay. that doesn't matter. No, our feelings are up and down. It's a roller coaster left, right. I mean, you can wake up. You can go to bed the night before and you had an incredible day and it was a high. Then you wake up the next day and like you just like all your emotions just crash down on you and it's an awful morning. Does that mean God gave up on you? No, you're still seated in heavenly places. Amen. And that's why when the Bible is talking about for us seeking, you have to seek those things which are which is above us. It's not on this earth. It's where God is. Mm. And that means it's, it's that faith walk. We walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. So if you're struggling with, you know, identity or... And it doesn't even have to necessarily be identity issues. It, it could be, you know, struggles with sin. Mm. 
How do you overcome that? How do you fight that? How do you find victory over that? You seek those things that are above. You place your faith in those things and you look in those things that are where Christ is seated. Does anyone have any they want to add to that or? Yes. Um, there's something my dad says sometimes. It's like to say if I lie and I tell him I'm like, oh, dad, like I lied today. And then he's going to be like, that's not your identity. You're not a liar. And I'm like, that's good because we have a new identity in Christ. So I'm not a liar anymore. I'm not a blasphemer. I'm not what I used to be. I'm a child of God. I still sin, but I'm still a child of God. I'm loved by God. I'm accepted. I'm forgiven. He's my source of truth and my source of fulfillment. So, yeah, it's not our identity anymore. Even though we 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 sin and we do all these things, that's not who we are. I like that you bring that up because we can, especially if you messed up, you put, oh, I'm, I'm this terrible sinner, da-da-da, and God's going to reject me. No, God already accepted you. God already accepted you. You've been accepted in Jesus Christ because you, you're risen with him and you're seated with him in heavenly places. Yes. So go and, yes, repent of that sin and then repent for believing the lie and then start accepting what God says about you. God has accepted you when you were his enemy. And so when we come to him after sinning, right, we come to him as a child of God one who is adopted by God and that changes everything because people don't deal with their own children the same way they do just anyone else and I think that's one of the blessings that we get when we are saved because we are brought into the fold but we do gain access to the throne room where grace and mercy abounds and and we can't forget that we don't want to underplay the sin that we have committed. We need to be realistic about it. But we need to know that we are never too far away from God for us to come back. Amen. And Amen. Too. All right. So in closing this podcast, I want to say this. If you are born again, if you are saved, you have new life in Jesus Christ every day. Whether you feel good or not. Amen. And if you wake up feeling terrible, I know some people, like, they get freaked out by doing this because they think it's some weird charismatic stuff. It is not. You get up and you declare the truth of the Word of God over your life. Open the Bible. Read it out loud. I would suggest if you're really struggling with identity issues, write down the verses of what God says over you. And then read them. Stick it on your wall. I actually have that. I have Bible verses on my wall. That I, I read. So you have new life. You are victorious. That's your position in Christ. Yes, I know our condition sometimes doesn't match up with that. That's the whole sanctification process. God going to work in you and, and bringing that to pass. But just because your condition can be awful at times, your position is victorious. Believe it. Your salvation is complete. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you're truly born again, you're saved, you're going to heaven. You are seated right now next to the right hand of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, amen. I could really take off on that. And in doing that and believing that and accepting that, you are going to find strength. You are going to find rest for your weary soul. 
And you're going to start, you know what? You're going to start to walk victorious. Because the Holy Spirit will sanctify. Not He might. He will sanctify. So in our next podcast, I'm going to want to go into, you know, what does it look like to seek those things above? Um, so yeah, uh, I pray that today has been an incredible blessing for you. Uh, I am Greg Scott of the host of the Fancy Files podcast. And I had today with me Mickey, Rexy, and Melanie. Always a pleasure. Bye. Thank you. God bless.